Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Um, now, today's episode is actually especially timely for Kate because uh, we're going to talk about how to take a vacation as a freelancer and the steps you need to use to prepare. Um, and Kate, while she's not freelance with our team, does freelance outside uh, and she just got back from vacation. Welcome back, Kate. Thanks. I picked up a cold, so I apologize to anyone who hears a weird, weird sounds coming out of my mouth right now. Yes. Kate's vacation was ruined. So her next step after we finish recording is to book out some more vacation time. Yeah. So she actually gets a chance to enjoy herself. But vacation time as a freelancer is a very different thing than vacation time when you are on staff. Um, on the one hand, when you're a freelancer, you can take vacation whenever you want to. There's no, well, I have to ask my boss if I can get this week off and um, I've only been here for two years, so I only get two weeks or ooh, next year I'm going to accrue more vacation time. No, none of that stuff. You are in charge of your own schedule, which means that you get to choose how much vacation you want to take and when and where and all of those other factors. That is completely up to you. Congratulations, mm -hmm. freelancer. And we'll link to the episode that we recorded on how to build your own benefits package, which includes how to think about your rates and think about your pricing when it comes to factoring in vacation time into your freelance rates so that you can do that and feel good about taking time off. Because as we all know, we need to take time. Everyone needs to take time off or else you're going to go straight to burnout town and maybe never come back. Do not take your vacation in burnout town. Yeah, it's not a cool spot to vacation, no. Not well-rated on TripAdvisor by any means. Zero stars, yes. Zero stars, yes. Um, but speaking of burnout town, here is the thing. On the one side, as a freelancer, you can take as much vacation as you want to. But 
On the other side of it, freelancers are notorious for not taking vacations, for working right through, for working more hours than they ever expected to, and without even booking or without even making reservations, ending up in burnout town anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. So the purpose of this episode is to make sure that that is not you. Uh, You need time off just like everybody else. And I know you may be thinking, well, but time off equals money I'm not making. But there are ways to, I mean, yes, okay, maybe if you're not working at all, maybe that is literally true, but we'll talk about in a little bit how you can build up your schedule so that you don't have to worry about taking that time off. But let's start out with talking about the the actual logistics of taking time off. When you are saying, all right, I, I heard Kate and Nikki, I'm going to take a vacation. How do I, as a freelance copywriter, go about doing that? Yeah, what we always recommend, and folks who have the Right Start workbook, uh, definitely use this. This is in there, but blocking time off at the beginning of the year. And if you're listening to this, no matter when you're listening to this, that can be the beginning of your year. Look at the year ahead. What time off have you blocked off? Are there certain weddings, holidays, events that you know you need to be at, that you know you need to take time off? Block that off on your calendar now and give yourself buffer. You know, if you have travel days around that holiday or wedding or event, if you know that you want to spend a little extra time in that area, block that time off and then look and say, okay, I'm taking these kind of days. I also want to take a week staycation, or I want to take a week in Italy, or I want to take a week wherever your travel plans kind of are. And you have a rough maybe idea. Maybe you haven't booked anything yet. That's fine. But the key is to get some blocks of time on your calendar so that as time moves forward, you don't get caught in that trap of saying, oh, I really wanted to take a vacation come summer. And now it's already June. And I already have projects booked out through the rest of summer because I forgot to tell my client that I was going to take this week off or I forgot that I wanted to take this week off and now I've booked it all out and how do I how do I take vacation time now that I've already agreed to a project? And the answer is, hmm, it's pretty hard to, to take vacation once you've already agreed to a project timeline. You might be able to reach out to the client and say, hey, is there any flexibility in this? You know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but the much better course of action is to have that on your radar, to have it on your calendar. So as you're looking at your calendar and a client's asking you, hey, are you available during this time period? You can say, hey, I'm available these dates, but these dates I'll be out of office and then I'll be back after this to, to pick up the project or whatnot. So block off times on your calendar And then as time gets closer and you start to nail down the actual dates, you can then shift on your calendar very easily what the actual dates are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take it from me. If it's not on your calendar, it's going to get booked by something else. And actually, as we're saying this, uh, I'm realizing that I was supposed to put time off on my calendar and have not done it yet. So I will do it right after this call. I know. I know. See, there's still stuff for us all to learn. Um, But as Kate was getting to, the second part then is to communicate to your clients. Mm -hmm. Once you have time and you maybe made your reservations and you know exactly when you really are going to go, or if it's a staycation, that still counts too. If you've said you're going to take that time, yeah, yeah, they don't know. Um, They, if you have said that you are going to do a staycation with no work, that's a boundary you need to keep with yourself. Um, I realize mm-hmm. I'm going a little bit off from where I was intending to go in attempts to talking to talking to clients. We'll come back, circle back there in a second. But 
staycations can be just as important as vacations. You know, there's so many things that need to get done around the house or even just sitting and relaxing and reading those books that you've had on your list for forever. You, It's still a break and it's still time off. But I think especially with staycations, it's very easy for us to let those boundaries gray a little bit. I don't know why this is the symbol for gray, but my fingers together. Um, to go, oh, I guess oh, my client, my client hasn't gotten back to me. They're really slow, and I, you know, I guess. I mean, if they get it back to me, then then I can, yeah, okay, I'll still be working on like the first day of my vacation. But it's still, it's still vacation. Easily becomes well, okay. Now this client, I checked my email. I wasn't going to check my email, but this client gave me um, feedback, and it'd be so much easier for me to just like get this done today and this get this. If there's work in your day, it's not a real relaxing day. Now you can combine those, but give yourself some time off. So if you said you're going to have a staycation, give yourself those true, true boundaries and stay true to them. Okay. So sorry, circling back, talking to your clients. Um, You can't take an effective vacation if you don't tell your clients in advance because they're going to be emailing you or maybe even calling you expecting to get the the same level of communication that they would be that they would get if you were sitting in your office which of course is reasonable cuz they have no idea that you intended to take that time off so you have to take them tell them and you have to tell them well in advance yes as soon as you know basically the dates that you've booked i would tell them and you're going to want to remind them because they will forget they have so many things on their radar <clears throat> that they're not going to Remember that, yes, they may be like, oh, yeah, they, they told me this, but I totally forgot. So, you know, at least like a, a month out is really, really nice. You know, obviously, if you have a last minute funeral, you have to travel or something like that. Um, of course, yes, tell your clients, when, you know, as soon as possible. But that's obviously second to something like a funeral. Uh, but the point is, you know, giving a month's notice is plenty of time more than enough time for both you and the client to kind of figure things out and and make sure a game plan's in place and for you to reassure them that you're on top of everything and will either wrap everything up beforehand or tie up any loose ends when you're back as needed. So I would also then send a reminder about two weeks out, maybe even a week out, and then uh, out of office messages so that they know exactly what's happening and when to expect you back in your seat. Yeah over communicate. Don't be afraid to say, just as a reminder, I'm going to be away from these dates and I won't be able to start projects again or start working again until whatever that date is. Do not be afraid. And also don't be afraid to give your clients deadlines because sometimes it doesn't Mm -hmm. compute. They'll be like, oh yeah, they're going to be gone, but that may not, they may not realize that you being gone means that they're not going to be getting revisions or that if they get the feedback to you the day before you leave, that they're not going to get it back until well after you're back because you have vacation Mm -hmm. and then you have to do the work. So don't be afraid to give them deadlines. It's things like, hey, just a reminder that I'm going to be away for this week. So if you want to get uh, the next round of this copy or the revisions on this copy, I'm going to need feedback by X date. If I Mm -hmm. don't get it by then, I won't be able to turn uh, turn around the next round until whatever that date is. It's not, you're not being hard. You're not being mean. You're not being unhelpful. You're just setting expectations. And I will tell you, you are doing your clients a favor because 
it's so fun when you have so many different things in your head. It sounds very, very obvious, but remember that our clients are not as concerned with us as we are. So when I say like they might not realize that if they give you uh, if they give you feedback the day before your vacation that they're not going to get it back for from your vacation plus three days or four days or something like that. Yeah, that makes logical sense. But your clients not thinking. Your clients think, all right, I got to get feedback to them. They so just. Lay it out for them. It feels obvious. Okay, that's fine. Just make it as clear as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, on the other hand, if they don't hit their deadlines or there's still things you need to do once you come back, you can say, hey, as a reminder, I'll be out of office starting tomorrow. I will be able to pick back up this work on X date and get you whatever it is by X date. And so you can kind of reset that expectation for what's happening post post your vacation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and also too, when you give them all of the list of the stuff that you're going to be working on when they get back, it helps to set that expectation. And in fact, you can even say, um, which means I'll be able to start any new projects on mm-hmm. whatever that date is, just so they mm-hmm. understand. And again, part of the reason why you want to start telling them as far in advance as you can, a month is fantastic, is because it gives them time to figure out how all of these projects are going to fit into your schedule. And if you have time, maybe you can do a little extra beforehand so that you don't end up having to do a lot of catch-up work afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so setting your out of office message, you definitely want to do this, but I think people overcomplicate it. People want to get cute and fancy and we're copywriters and we want to, you know, put a whole story in there. Keep it so, so simple. I like to put in the subject line out of office returning and then the day. So like Tuesday, January 15th or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it's very clear from the subject line. If they open it, hi there. I am away from my computer. I will be back in the office repeating the subject line Tuesday, January 15th. Uh, It can literally be as simple as returning Tuesday. I will return your emails when I am back on Tuesday, January 15th, your name. Uh, Really, one line. It does not have, you don't want to tell people where you're going um, because your out of office is going to go to anyone that sends you an email. And so obviously, if you're getting prospective clients, you want them to still get messages. So if you limit it to just people on your contact list, then those prospective new clients might not get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also don't want, you know, who knows? Who could be I'm you taking the saying, family. Hey, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our house is unlocked and we are in Hawaii. Uh, it's, you might as well say that I feel like. Mm-hmm. So be, be cautious of, of what you're putting in that message. And frankly, you don't owe anyone an explanation. I know sometimes we feel like we have to say all of these things to justify our time off. You don't, you, you absolutely don't. Mm -hmm. Um, or the other one I love is like, I have limited access to Wi-Fi. Like, no, we all have access to Wi-Fi pretty much everywhere. No one cares. You're shutting off your computer and that is okay. You don't have to justify being away from Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm away from my computer. I won't be able to check email and return email until X date. Yes. Yep. Keep it simple. Um, and then don't forget too, that that's not the only way that people reach out to you on your website contact form. Um, if you have, uh, I'm just going to say follow our instructions, but, but taking our recommendations to tell people how long they're going to have to wait before they get 
uh, response from you, you know, on your contact me and we'll talk about your fabulous project. Not those exact words, um, but um, I'll, I'll be able to return this message within 48 hours, something like that, which is always a good thing to have because then clients have some expectation of what's going to happen next. If you have a form and they fill out the form and they send it out into the ether, they don't know when they're going to hear from you or if they're going to hear from you. So it's a really great thing to have just to give them a window so they know when they're going to hear back from you. However, you want to remember to go and change that when you are going to be away from your computer, when you're going to be on vacation. And I know that some of you are like, well, if it's a new client, then I, 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 maybe I should be checking my email. And then maybe I shouldn't be like, oh, don't do that to yourself. They can wait a couple of days. They're not such a small number of clients in the world that you need to capture every single one. There are literally millions of potential clients in the world. If one client can't wait an extra couple of days to hear back from you, one potential client can't wait an extra few days to hear back from you, then this was that that interaction was not meant to be. But just on your website, so, you know, say say I'm away from my computer and won't be able essentially the same thing that you put in your out of office message and yeah. just let them know the date on which you'll be able to um, able to reply to those contact form submissions. And then also make yourself a note, maybe give yourself a to-do, put an alarm on your phone because the day you come back, you need to take off your out of office and some of them will automate it, but I still see a lot of out of office messages mm -hmm. that I, in January, people are telling me that they're out of office in November. Um, and you need to change it back on your website. Um, so make sure to do that when you get back as well. So third tip. Um, and I think probably of all of these, these this might be the one that people are most likely to um, not listen to, not skip. heed, skip. Thank yeah. you. Um, but, oh, it's such a, it's, it's such a strong recommendation. And that is to give yourself at least a day of buffer a work day of buffer, not like, well, I get home on Saturday so I can do all of that on Sunday. No. Oh my gosh. No. Especially if it's a weekend, no. you've got unpacking, you've got all that kind of stuff, but give yourself a work day buffer so that you can go through your email, catch up on stuff, see if there's, if you want to maybe get a little bit ahead on projects, sure. But like the, the feeling of inundation when you are simultaneously trying to get through the backlog of emails and updates and all that kind of stuff. And then on top of that, you have stuff coming in that day from clients because they know you're back from vacation. So they're going to send it to you immediately. It's, it's unnecessary stress. And what's worse, it ends up negating all of the relaxation. I know that we've all experienced this. It ends up negating all the relaxation because now you're knee deep in or you know neck deep in stress again. So give yourself and Kate is usually very good at this. I something I need no. to learn to do. But give yourself um, a day of buffer, a chance to to catch up. Just let if you if you're actually going to be back on Monday the 11th, tell your clients you're actually going to be back on Tuesday the 12th. I mean, not back, mm -hmm. but you know, if you're actually available to work, if if your mm -hmm. first regular work day would be Monday the 11th, tell your clients it's Tuesday the 12th. Because one day is not yes. going to make a huge difference for them, but it's going to make a huge difference for you. A hundred percent. Yeah. You don't want to come back to a bunch of meetings and 
just blocked schedule when there's going to be a ton of work for you to do anyway. And to, you know, Nikki's point, you know, maybe you start getting ahead on projects that you know are happening. So it's not lost time by any means for you. It's just far, far reduced stress time to get back to the swing of things. You know, we're not the fastest when we come back from vacation and that's fine. We shouldn't have to go from zero to 60 immediately and start ah, because yeah, to Nikki's point, then you, what was the point of the vacation in the first place? If you're just back to, to chaos and overwhelm. So give yourself, give yourself the buffer. Yeah. Ease into it, my friends, ease into it. Yeah. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, that's great. I love the concept of vacation. But again, Nikki and Kate, if I'm not working, I'm not making money. I do understand that. I understand how the world works. So if you have a vacation planned, you as a copywriter with uh, the, the pitching system that our students know, you have the ability to plan in advance for that. If you're like, all right, I'm going to want to take this week of vacation. And by not working in that week, and you can look at all of your numbers, look at what you intend, what you make on average in a week. And you say, all right, I'm not, I'm not working that week. So I'm not earning X amount during that week. Okay. So you don't have to make up for X amount, whatever that is amount, whatever that amount is in one week. You can spread that out by making just a little bit more working just a little bit more for like the two or three months before that so that you barely feel it. You know, if you, and this is just off the top of my head, but if you need to make two grand, if you usually make two grand a week and you're like, well, I don't want to not make two grand, be great. Well, then how can you make an extra 200 for 10 weeks before that or an extra Ooh, I was going to say 250, but wait, that's, I can't, I can't do the math that fast. Hard Eight, math. Eight-ish? Um, it, an extra, and you copywriters know, an extra 200 bucks is a tiny little project. So you could add additional work, take on maybe just a little bit more work in the time leading up to it. It does not have to be, you don't have to go, all right, I'm taking a, a week off next month. So this month I'm going to work 60 hours every week and I'm going to totally take it. No, you don't need to do that. You can just inch up the amount of work you're doing because you don't, you don't want to burn yourself out by vacation so that the time, burn yourself out before vacation so that by the time you get to vacation, you're too exhausted to enjoy it. All you need to do is just add a little bit more beforehand. And then if you want to, too, maybe add a little bit more after if that makes you feel comfortable. I would just caution don't make that little bit more your new level of work. You know, if you usually work 35 hours and you started to do more like 40, 42, that doesn't, that doesn't have to stay your standard limit. Just keep an eye on yourself, not just while you're on vacation, but also while you're at home too. And make sure that you're not inching toward that burnout range. Mm-hmm. And make sure you're, you know, you're, you should be factoring, you know, at least, at least two weeks of vacation, if not more into your rates from the get go. So that, and I think we forget because to Nikki's point, you're taking two weeks or a week off, whatever. And you're like, Oh, I'm not working that week. So I'm not making money. Well, no, you've already factored that vacation time into your rates. So take that time that you've already factored in 
and is it's a mindset shift. It's thinking, oh, I've already, I've already covered myself for however many weeks you've kind of planned for mm-hmm. in your project rates, in your pricing. Um, you know, depending obviously if you're consistently hitting that level of work, maybe you do need to ramp up pitching and maybe you need to ramp down pitching if you've got too much. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, it's, and we're not talking about it for each individual project. It's at the beginning of the year, if you're thinking, you know, I want to take two weeks off and I'm just a little bit nervous about my finances. If your standard, if your standard um, hourly rate that you use to factor your project rates is 50, maybe start figuring out those project rates at 53, you know, 52 or 53. It's, it's so, it sounds like it's not a lot, but that's going to cover you for a couple of weeks when you factor that into all of the projects, or if you want to, you know, 55, something like that. But when you build that in there, then you don't have to worry, as to Kate's point, you don't have to worry that, oh, I'm taking a week off. I'm not making this money. You have made that money. You just spread it out over the whole rest of the year. Yeah, it's a great, great point, Kate. Now, the other option, which I'll be honest, I'm almost a little bit hesitant to give you, but I'm going to give it to you anyway for the sake of, you know, transparency and you should know. Um, You probably would figure it out yourself anyway. But the other option is to go away, go on vacation, but to work on some of your vacation. Um, Now, here's the thing. Again, you do need to take time off. You cannot work constantly. You cannot work every single week. I mean, yes, can you? You can, but it's not going to last long. You need time off. However, if you are also taking time off and then your sister and her husband are taking their kids to wherever and you'd love to be able to take your kids, but you didn't, okay, you could, or whatever, you could take that, you could go elsewhere and work on your vacation. Maybe you scale back the numbers that you work. Maybe you um, only work in the mornings. You work for a couple hours in the morning and then you've got the afternoon or however you want to do that. That is an option as well, as long as, of course, uh, and we have, I think we have another episode about um, being a digital nomad, right? Same thing still apply. You better make sure you've got Wi-Fi and you better make sure that your calendar is blocked off so you don't end up taking, you don't end up having clients book calls with you when you're down at the beach. Um, so all of that still applies. We'll link to it in the, the show notes. Um, but this is an option. In the past, when I used to do a couple months worth of travel, which I really miss and need to get back to, that's how I would do it. I would do Uh, I would work in the mornings, you know, maybe up until noon or up until one. And then I'd have the whole rest of the rest of the day to explore and tour and go out for dinner and all of that kind of thing. And that absolutely can be, can be an option for you, but you still have to take time off. For sure. And I mean, when traveling, I feel like it's, it's, sometimes harder to, if you travel with your computer, it's, it's there. So if you bring it, it's the, you're going to work really hard not to open that laptop or not to, you know, what I've done is I've taken work email off my, my phone. So there's nothing work related on my phone, which I think is a bit really big game changer. I don't need it out when I'm out and about. Um, if I'm not at my desk and not in my office, then that's, but I have my laptop if I'm in my office and actually working. So set boundaries that work for you. 
find ways to actually take some true computer-free time off. Because even if you're checking emails, oh, I'm just going to check emails throughout the week. So when I come back, I'm not, I don't have to dig out. Again, that's why that buffer day is so important. Because if you're checking emails every single day, even if it's just email, even if it's just five minutes, you're not giving yourself time to truly step away and disconnect. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's your time and it's so easy to get sucked into, well, they just have a client. The client has a quick question. I'm going to answer that quick question. No, you told your client you were going to be on vacation, which first of all, now your client's going to get back to emailing you again, because they're going to assume you're back and available. And you've set a really bad precedent for the next time when you're like, I'm not going to be available. They're like, I emailed you last time you were on vacation and you were totally on vacation. So this is not real. So just set those boundaries. And I understand that I, I carry my computer with me like it's a safety blanket. It is hard for me to leave the house without my computer. So sure, bring it with you, but just have rules for yourself about how you're going to use it. Maybe you open a different browser so that if you're like, well, I, I have to check New York Times every morning, have to do my Wordle. I get that. But then make sure that when you open it up, the first thing you see isn't work email or any of that kind of stuff. Just do your Wordle, get it in, get it in two, and then close your computer <laughs> and get on with the rest of your day. Oh. Okay. So. We've given you some really important steps. In fact, I cannot even emphasize how important this is. It is as much as working hard and taking action and moving forward with your career is important. Okay. Okay. All right. Full transparency. I struggle with saying just as important, but like real, real close is taking time off, giving yourself that, that time to decompress time to be creative again, time to just let your brain flow, time to read some books, sit on the beach, do whatever you want to do. You have to give that to yourself. So our challenge for you is after this episode, book some time off. Maybe, you know, go a couple of months in advance or go to, you know, look at August and be like, you know what? I'm just going to block this week off. I don't have, I don't have to get the hotel or whatever. I don't have to book the flights. I'm just going to block this week off. So you know that that's there for you and you have vacation time set. And then, you know, if you can, if you're really up for the extra challenge, do it for a couple of weeks, but it's important. So we really encourage you to do it. Okay. So you have your next step. And with that, we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.